This is the Oracle Podcast, and this is where your story matters. The table is prepared for you. Wishing you Godspeed. Yeah, my name is Ashok Wilmot, and um, I recently became a pastor, a youth pastor, but right now I'm in seminary at, at Andrews University. <clears throat> awesome. Um, yeah, t- tell us you're at Andrews. Again, I love interviewing people at, in seminary because uh, you're at the Adventist hub of, uh, of, of the world, <laughs> I guess, uh, for, uh, <laughs> for schooling and everything being at Andrews. So what's that like? How did you get there? What is all that? Wow. Yeah. So I never expected to go to seminary. Uh, You know, I studied accounting in undergrad. And when I when I went to undergrad at at Andrews, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to come back, you know. And, you know, we have this actually it's a funny family joke that was never really funny up until this point. But um, my grandfather, he went he came from India, went to Andrews as an accountant, but he left as a pastor. Wow. Uh, My dad went to Andrews to become like his father to become a pastor, but he ended up becoming an accountant. And then I went to Andrews to become an accountant. And then here I am <laughs> becoming a pastor, you know, like, <laughs> and you know, we've shared this story or this, uh, you know, this joke at every family reunion. And I'm just like, God, I hope this never happens. You know, and I would definitely try to pull a Jonah, but you know, like yeah, right. God has a funny way of working, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, what is it that kind of like exactly brought you there? Like what like what inspired that? I guess that change from business to, <laughs> to, yeah. to ministry. I think a lot of people go through that. Um, but like a lot of people were, are doing something else before they become a pastor. And like that's like a classic story. But I, I think it's always something unique for each person. So like what mm. was it for you that kind of saw yourself other than just like, I guess the bloodline? <laughs> what was yeah, that? for what sure. What was the best that? For sure. Yeah. So like, as I said, I was like studying accounting and I ended up becoming an auditor for about three or four years. And halfway through, I was like, man, like I'm doing well, like I'm financially doing well, but I'm not having the satisfaction that I'm looking for. You know, I'm just feeling empty every time I come home. And um, I remember starting to pray like, God, like whatever you want me to do in life, like even if it's ministry, I'm game for it. And so, um, you know, our church at that time, Pleasant Valley Church, they, you know, they saw me, you know, just get really involved with youth and young adult ministry as, you know, just like a volunteer. And they said like, hey, you know, we believe in your call to ministry. Like if we came up with an internship, like, would you be down for that? And so I said, yeah, you know, I'd be down for that. And then the conference got on board with it. You know, I had a great relationship with them. And they said like, well, we want to go one step further. You know, if if we do this internship for Ashok, then we want to sponsor Ashok after the end of his internship and send him to seminary. So that wow. way he can have, you know, the, the technical um, education or whatever to make him an actual pastor. And so that's what ended up happening. Um, got to work for a couple of years. So much fun. Got to see God work in a lot of amazing ways. And then, you know, I feel like God has like brought me to seminary as a way to kind of rest in him. Like yes, to learn and to grow, but really to rest and abide in in Him and his, in His love. Yeah, that's amazing. I think what I really like about what you're saying there is that 
you felt called to do something more like not saying what you're doing was lesser, but just something in your heart was like, there's not enough for what I'm doing. Um, But what's amazing is that you started doing the ministry or like that side of stuff before the title came. Yeah. 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 Like I've always been gravitated towards that and I would always put so much, you know, I guess like emotional energy and time and effort, all those things. And it always trumped, you know, probably how much time and energy I was putting into my actual vocation. So Mm. no, No, that's awesome. (laughs) I think that's my heart. Yeah, I think that's how God wants us to try to pursue things, like trying to do things before uh, we see like the end result. And I think that's why God God affirmed that in you. That's awesome. Um, Ashok, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. kind of like your upbringing. Um, I think uh, unless this, this is one of your stories, where, like your story is that like you, you already just were naturally kind of excited about God and stuff like that from when you were a kid. But, you know, when did you, how did you start taking God uh, seriously? Or I guess like, when did God become someone intentional in your life? How was that process growing up and making that choice so that you could even be aware of that? Like there was something more for you in your life when you were older. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So this one moment changed everything and that would actually set up the rest of my life. So in seventh grade, um, you know, like a lot of seventh grade boys, that's when you probably fall in love with, you know, the first, you know, the first girl (laughs) of your life, you know, and, uh, I remember that day came where I was going to profess my my feelings, my love to this to this individual, you know, and unfortunately, she didn't reciprocate and my whole life just like unraveled. And I came home <laughs> just weeping, crying, you know, in my room. I just remember it was like dark, it was nighttime and I'm in my bed crying. And I was like, God, like, if you're out there, like, I just want to know if you're real, you know. And when I said that... <laughs> I mean, I'm a fourth generation Adventist, so you would think I would know that God is real, but, mm. you know, in seventh grade, like that night, um, I felt this presence come into the room and it was just full of like power and love. And then what I ended up saying was like, God, like, okay, if you're real, then you can come into my life, you know? And I felt that presence that was like around me all of a sudden it's like, you know, come into me. It was a physical feeling, you know. Um, And, you know, I just felt like all like the goosebumps in the back of my neck just like come up and all I could do was cry. You know, I, I, I didn't realize like, you know, that he was actually real and he could actually be, you know, tangible in your life. And so I started, you know, crying. And then finally, I'm just like, man, how do I do this thing? How do I do this relationship with God? And to this day, I have no idea, but this thought came into my mind, which was from Matthew 6, which is, you know, when you come into the secret place, uh, talk to God as if he's right there, you know, wow. like, uh-huh. don't don't be like the pagans who are like, go off babbling or whatever, like, talk to your father who is in the secret and he will, he will reward you. And so I would literally like, come to my room every day and I would just talk to God about my day, you know, like, hey, like, thanks for helping me in math class today. Thank you for helping me, you know, not be upset at this person or help me to love on this person more. You know, like we just talk. That's it. You know, and that would set up, you know, the rest of my life. I I think, you know, I've always had that kind of intimate relationship with God. Wow. Um, Yeah. Is is that like, do you think that is like, was that hard to do at first? Because I think one of the things 
like people struggle with, I remember struggling with this a lot also was just like, how do I talk to God? How do I approach God in the sense of like, uh, just sharing with him things that like, you know, I'm just so used to like, not even like, I think it doesn't always have to go also black and white in the sense of like, oh, he's so scared that I can't talk to him. But it's like, I feel strange. Like, how do I have that? Like talking, just talking to <laughs> no, no one's there, right? Like, how do you get that affirmation? Yeah. It's so strange. I remember the first few ta- first few days I was like, okay, I feel like a crazy man, you know? <laughs> um, but I think God like confirms this in different ways, but for me, what he kept doing was like, whenever I would say the words like, God, I just want you to be with me, literally like my whole body would like have goosebumps that would come up and I would just like feel like his presence and be like, okay, you know, this keeps happening. So I feel like you are with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, I think it manifests in different ways for different people. Uh, But I think the biggest challenge is like, it's not about talking to God. I think the biggest challenge is like learning that you can actually hear his voice. Mm-hmm. And that's something I didn't learn until over the last, I would say a year and a half, two years. Wow. You, yeah. You, you want to go into that little bit? Like I'm yeah, kind of curious because sure. people talk about hearing God's voice. And I think that's a important <clears throat> part. Yeah. One thing talking to him, like you said, but then the response back. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that been like for you? Wow. So my, you know, a couple of years ago, I would say like my life was starting this unraveling process. And I remember I was like by myself in, you know, at home, I was, I was in the shower and I was just so upset at God, you know, for different things that were falling apart in my life. And I I started going into specifics, like, where were you here? Where were you here, 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 here? You know, I just felt like God had abandoned me in all these moments in my life. So I'm in the shower. I'm like saying these things to God and then, all of a sudden I just hear this voice that was like very powerful, but very gentle, firm, but very kind, you know, and all he said was, I was there, Ashoke. (laughs) He didn't say how or this or that. He just said, I was there. And when I heard that voice, I just, I fell, you know, in the shower, I just weeping, you know? So that was the first time. And um, it wasn't until probably about a year, year and a half later that God would like actually like speak in such a way that now like I know his voice, you know. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you want me to go into that yet or not, but um, no, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> no, so, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so like I said, my, my life was falling apart. Everything was unraveling and uh uh, around July 2019, God had shown me this passage. It's it's proverbially now tattooed over my heart, you know. And this passage is in Ephesians 3, uh, 14 to 21. It's called the Prayer for the Ephesians. And at that point, I had never read this passage in my life. It It's so powerful. But I would read this every single day, multiple times a day. And fast forwarding to November 2019, I had come into my room, it's dark, you know, I, it kind of felt like that day that when I gave my life to Jesus, honestly. And um, so I'm in my bed and I'm just like, God, like, you know, I'm not here for you to change, you know, the circumstances of my life. I just, I just need your love right now. And 
you know, we we pray these half-hearted prayers, not really expecting God to actually do like go back to the passage that I've had you in for all these months. And I was like, okay, God, like rolling my eyes at him, like, mm. you know, I I I read this passage hundreds, if not thousands, of times by now, and I feel like I know it, but okay, like I'll go back into it. And so I go into Ephesians three and I start reading. <clears throat> And so it says this, um, it says, for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in his love, that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, high, and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And I remember, you know, it's such a powerful passage, so many amazing like one-liners in there, but I remember when I read that line out loud, like, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I heard God ask me this question. He's like, do you know what that means, Ashok? And, you know, I was just like, no, God, like, I don't understand what that means. And he's like, do you realize, like, that I bankrupted all of heaven for you? And when he said that, you know, my heart started to unravel a little bit. And then he went on to say, like, do you realize that I have given you all of my love? You know, and then again, like, the wall was starting to chip away. And then when he, this is the part that just broke it though. He said, do you realize that I never withheld any part of my love? Wow. You know? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I remember feeling like I was standing in front of, front of this dam of, of water, you know, this large body of water. I'm, I'm trying to hold this dam together that's like cracking open, you know, little Ashok trying to keep it together. And then all of a sudden, the, the water just broke the wall and, and just absolutely obliterated me. You know, that's what I felt in that moment. Like all of his love being given to me. And I remember as I, you know, it literally broke my heart that God would actually want to give all of his love to me. You know? And so as I'm crying, I hear him say, like, you know, I've always been proud of you. I've always loved you. You've always been precious to me, you know, perfect in my sight. And he's just saying all these affirmations. I'm just weeping. I'm weeping. I'm weeping. And then uh, (laughs) finally, it, it came to this point where I said, you know, I'm like literally crying in my hands. And I finally have the words to say, like, God, if this is who you are, then you are worthy. Like, who am I to have all of your love? Like, I didn't do anything for it, you know? And this scripture says it. It says, like, we've been rooted and established in his love. You know, we've been given the full length, the width, the height, the depth of all of his love, you know? And I just said, like, if this is who you are, then you're you're worthy. Like, you can you can have whatever you want with me, you know, like. And I'm, I just remember I'm, like, crying in my hands like this and... I feel his presence around me just like that day in seventh grade. And I could feel like him standing at the foot of my bed, 
And I remember like, I'm not lifting my face up from my hands. Like kind of like that Moses moment where God has to like hide him <laughs> behind a rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew he was there, but like, there's no way I'm going to look at him, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so yeah, just like from that moment on hearing his word and saying like, believing like no 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 wait he rooted and established me in his love like he's given me all of his love and so from here on out i know that i'm secure and actually it's not even from here on out like he did this for me before i could ever even ask for it you know yeah and from the very beginning of time he he gave me all of his love and mm. it was just up for me to accept it receive it you know mm. so and i think the most like mind-blowing part about that whole night was that realizing i didn't get filled that night with his love i actually was already filled with it mm. but now my eyes were open to it mm, mm, mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. can see it you know? yeah yeah he was always trying to show that to you exactly exactly so my question is shokin we, we talked we talked about this before but uh you know how do we transition uh to find uh like the word that she chose is security in that i think um you know like we struggle so much really understanding what that means like you know we sing songs like jesus loves you all these things it's almost like we downplay yeah. it like because we like we say it so much without actually feeling it like without having that moment where we actually like and this whole time he's been loving me he's been with me you know how do we actually transition ourselves yeah. um and how do we actually identify the love of god love of jesus through dark times how, what can we do yeah for sure i i think one of my my mentors, you know, he told me, believe the word over your life, you know, over the circumstances of your life, over your feelings, over your anxieties, anything that you can sense optically or tangibly, like believe literally like his word over your life. And um, one of the things that I tried to remind myself is like, even when I'm not feeling God's presence, because most of the time I don't, you know, I, I'm not living on some spiritual high every single day. Um, but I remind myself, like, my feelings didn't go up a tree and die for me like Jesus did. And that's the truth. And that truth is never going to undo itself. Uh, and so, like, for me, it's like, okay, God, like, if the truth is real, then help me believe the truth. And we know the story of when the father comes up to Jesus and, you know, he wants his his child to be healed. And he's like, Jesus, if you can, right? Yeah, yeah. And Jesus' response is like, what do you mean if? Like, yeah. all things are possible with me, really you know? And so then the father's response is like, well, Lord, help my unbelief. Mm. What does Jesus do? He does the thing to help him believe. And so even then, when it comes to faith, like, we have to remember the author and perfecter of our faith is the one that helps us believe. You know, he authored it in us and perfected it in us in a way that we can believe the word over our life so <clears throat> that's what i would say like either believe the word over your life or ask jesus to help you believe yeah. and either way he's going to get you there yeah so. like yeah I, I wonder how much do we need do we ask like god to help us believe i think we just kind of come to this point where I believe or I don't believe or and then if we feel we don't believe that's we just bounce it's easy it's tempting to bounce when we get that feeling but like God's saying like you can also ask yep. and I'll help you wow yeah. yeah yeah wow um just to just in just in closing and thanks again so much for your time Ashok like I really appreciate oh, it and you sharing 
Um, <laughs> what would you tell somebody who's listening and is struggling just to identify uh, that love in dark times, in hard times, where it feels like there's no God, where it feels like God is never not present, he's not near? How would you encourage them? Yeah, wow, that's such a great question. I think that ultimately, you know, we, I think we've made our faith and our religion about like working, like if I just put in more devotional time and you know, this and that, when you reach the darkest of moments, literally like stop, like be still and know that he is God, like go to your room, close the door, stop everything, silence everything and pour out yourself to God, but also like ask him to help you hear him, you know? and let him speak to you. Uh, um, when I was at the darkest of moments, I decided to fast and pray. And God was like, be still and know that I'm God. And I'm like, how, why would you tell me that when everything is falling apart, you know? Um, but in the course of time, he drew me in. He taught me. He showed me like, hey, Ashok, like I put Holy Spirit in you. Hey, Ashok, like I put Jesus dwelling in your heart. Hey, Ashok, like I have filled you to the full measure of all the fullness of God. And you didn't do anything for it. You just had to be still and receive it. And so that's not some like meditative thing where we just like close our eyes and you know hope for the best. Like this is the truth. Like come into the presence of God, be still and know that he is literally living in you invite him in say like god like i just want you in my life whether i feel it or not i'm giving you permission and he comes every single time he comes so just be still let god in and you will know who he is without a doubt